Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey everyone, this is Gabby Santiago and thanks for tuning in again. So today I wanted to talk to you all about territory. What territory is God calling you to? And so we see throughout scripture that God calls and promises each and every one of his children a promised land, a territory. Like we see that in Abraham in Genesis when God calls Abraham for the first time. and He says, Abraham, leave your home, leave the people, leave your country home and go and follow me to the land that I will show you. And God promised Abraham that he would have descendants and that he would that God would take him and have his descendants inherit property and territory. And we see that also in the story of Joshua. And I want to read from this passage in Joshua 1, 3 to 6. God says, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the hidden countries to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. And so we see here that God here is also promising Joshua, just as he promised Moses, that he would take them to their promised land. And so the same thing applies to us. God is calling us to a specific territory. He wants to increase our influence, right? I know for me, um, God is really putting in my heart college students in particular. And I've really been contending and praying for UCF, which is the University of Central Florida here in Orlando, which is the university that I went to school. And so for you, you know, ask the Lord, what is God putting in your heart, a burden? Maybe it's for a certain people group. Um, Maybe it could be for like orphan kids or for women who have gone through sex trafficking. Whatever it is, God has a territory that he wants to give to you so that it could glorify him. Because ultimately, our, our calling in life in Matthew 5, it talks about us being the light of the world, a city on a hill, so that our good deeds may glorify Jesus. And the one thing that the enemy is after is our territory, our influence. You know, the enemy wants to take away the light that's in us. And the reality is, guys, that the only way that we can live the fullness that God has for our lives, like enjoy the fullness of life, is by laying down our lives and living out the life that he that He created us to live. I love this verse, and I share this all the time, but it's in Jeremiah 1.5, where God says, Before I made you in your mother's womb, I chose you. I set you apart for a special work. So before we were even born, God created us. He molded us for a purpose. He has plans to use us. And the only way for us to live that full gratifying life is living the life that he created us to be. And so I want to talk about that. You know, like I want this, my hopes from this recording is that you would leave and be encouraged to seek the Lord. One, you know, what territory is God calling me to? And number two, examining your life to make sure, am I really laying my life down? Am I really following Jesus? Because it takes obeying him, following him, and he's the only one that can lead us to where we need to go. Because many times in our lives, we may think that we know what we want or we know what we're called to. Or, you know, we hear a lot of people say, follow your dreams. The problem is if the dream doesn't come from God, it's really not something that we actually will be fulfilled with. And ultimately, it's not going to glorify him. You know, just to share a testimony of myself, Growing up in um, high school and college, my dream was to, you know, go, go up the corporate ladder, be a vice president. You know, I was very business minded. And so that was my dream. I wanted to work at, you know, the top, top companies like Apple or, you know, whatever that it may be. 
that was my dream. Um, but it wasn't until near the end of my college years where I was struggling with a lot of a lot of things in my life. But it was in that moment where I laid my life down to Jesus and I said, God, I want to surrender every part of my life, even what I think I know what's best for me. And for the longest time, I thought that I was called to the corporate business life, you know, and everyone around me, my parents, they always instilled finance. And that was something that I was going to major in. Um, but praise God, you know, after listening to God's voice, he, he was really telling me, and it was a step of faith because he was asking me to step away from what I thought was normal, what I thought was my dream, what I planned years, you know, since high school. I already planned and envisioned myself to, to go up that ladder that fine, and work in a, in a corporate, corporate office. But once I laid my life down, I realized that I need to trust God that he knows what's best for me. And, you know, I laid that down. I ended up studying marketing. Um, I worked at a softball company. It was a small company, um, but I was able to learn so much because they were small. I was able to take on many roles and learn. And, you know, many of you know my story now, but this past January, God asked me to let go of my full-time job to pursue Living Revelations full-time, which is the ministry um, that I've, I've just been just been investing, you know, my life in. But if I had not let laid my life down and surrendered, I would be following a completely different dream that I wouldn't even be fulfilled in. Like guys, I realized after working, after college, I hate finance. <laughs> I, would, I, I probably would be living every day dreading my job. But praise the Lord that I laid my life down to Jesus and I followed him. And when we laid our lives down to him, we're not gonna completely understand, you know, what our complete calling is or how that's gonna look like. Maybe he's already putting a territory in your heart, a burden for a, for a certain group of people in your heart, but you don't know how that's going to happen. But trust God, because as you journey with him, he will take you where you need to be. And we see that with Joshua, right? If we keep reading on, God tells Joshua, um, chapter one, verse five, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore the ancestors to give them. So God wants to take you to your promised land. And that is going to look differently for all of us. But as God made it clear to Joshua, he said, do not be afraid for I will be with you. And so we have to be making sure that we're walking with God. And that's the key. And I will be hosting a conference actually later, um, May 11th in Orlando at the University of Central Florida. Um, so for those of you living in Orlando or in Florida, definitely come out and register. I'm going to put the information in the link below, um, but you can, you know, register now. It's only $10. But the heart of this conference, really what God's been putting a burden in my heart is to, to help others, empower others to walk with Jesus into their God-given purpose. You know, just like Joshua, like what God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land. I swore their ancestors to give them. God is using Joshua to also help others to walk into their land, their promised land that God had intended for them. And so that's my heart for this conference is to help others, you know, including you that are listening in to walk into your God-given destiny. You know, what does that look like? And the first key is walking with the Lord. We see that throughout scripture, um, even in jo um, Joseph. I was recently just listening to a podcast from Stephen Furtick, but he was talking about Joseph and how Joseph was able to walk 
and live out the destiny that God had for him, the dreams that God had intentionally put in his heart. But when you read throughout the life of Joseph, you constantly see that God was with him, that God was with him. And so the key to walking to your destiny, number one, is walking with the Lord. I would not be here where I am today if I did not do life with Jesus, if I wasn't having a relationship with him and listening to him. And guys, understand that this walk is going to require you to make sacrifices, to let go of things. I had to let go of so many things that I honestly thought was good for my life. But after letting that go, I realized that God had a purpose. He was pruning things that were not of me. In John 15, God talks about that. He will prune things that will help us grow more in him. And so there are going to be things in our lives that we're going to have to step out of faith and do. And it's going to feel so uncomfortable. But when we are willing to live out that life and surrender our lives and take up our cross daily, we can be sure that we're going to live the life to the fullest. You know, I had to let go of relationships that were not of God. I had to let go of my master's degree. You know, like um, I was telling you earlier, my whole life I had imagined myself having a master's degree. But God told me to lay that down. But praise God that he did because in laying that down, I was able to pursue, you know, uh, ministry school. And I never thought that, you know, I was going to get into full-time ministry, but God knew. And so when we lay our lives down, he's going to show us what we were really created to be. You know, we hear a lot of times people say, follow your dreams. But what if the dream that you're pursuing isn't really created for you? You know, we have to ask ourselves that because God knows the purpose and the dreams that he has for our lives and it takes listening to him. And if I had just followed quote unquote my dreams, I would be in a place where I I wouldn't enjoy. But because I surrendered and I trusted God and I followed his voice, he led me to where he's calling me to be. And so it takes doing life with him. You know, ask, you know, really rededicate your lives and ask yourselves, you know, am I following a vision that's my vision or is it a vision that God has given me? And no matter what, all of us, we're all called to glorify him. Like I shared in, in the verse in Matthew 5, where God says that we're created to be the light of the world, to give hope. But hope comes from Jesus, pointing others to him. And so no matter what our calling is, it's always going to be glorifying him and building his kingdom here on earth. You know, before I, before I really laid my life down, I always pictured myself, you know, building my own kingdom in this world. But now it's about building his kingdom on this earth. So I also want to share um, in Genesis 22 about Abraham. So in this passage in Genesis 22, many of you have probably read this, but it's the passage where God asked Abraham to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. Um, and obviously, if you've read that story, God ended up providing the lamb and he didn't have to sacrifice his son. But God was using that passage to test Abraham. How far was Abraham willing to lay down his life, to lay down everything for the Lord? And I love this verse right here, Genesis 22, 8. Um, Abraham already knew and he said this, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. And that was true. At the end, Abraham didn't have to sacrifice his son. God provided the lamb. And this is so key because if Abraham hadn't, if he wasn't willing to go up that mountain with Isaac and be willing to lay down his life, he wouldn't have seen the sacrifice that God was going to bring to him. You know, this sacrifice also is a foreshadowing resemblance of Jesus. And so if we're not willing to lay down our lives, we will never experience the full sacrifice that Jesus died on the cross. You know, John 10, 10, Jesus says, the enemy comes to still kill and destroy, but I have come to give you life and life to the fullest. We won't we will never be able to experience life to the fullness and receive the sacrifice that Jesus died on the cross if we're not willing to lay down our lives now. You know, there's a requirement of laying down our lives. And we see God say this in in Jesus. He says this in Matthew 10, 37 to 39. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. 
Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. And what Jesus is saying there is that we have to lay down our cross and we have to follow him. Because if we're not willing to lay down the things that we want, our will, our desires, we're not worthy of him. We're not worthy of the sacrifice he made. And in that passage in Genesis, Abraham lived out this verse. He was willing to sacrifice his son, Isaac, because he knew that at the end of the day, God had the best for him. And so the things that God's asking you to sacrifice, it's going to hurt. But know that God has something better in store for you. He's not an evil God that just wants to make you suffer. If he's asking you to let go of something, it's because he has something better for you. And so I really want you to reflect and ask yourselves, are there things in your lives that are stopping you from walking into the fullness of walking with the Lord? I love this verse in Isaiah 26, 8, where it says, I wait for you. My whole being waits for you. For your name and renown is the desires of my heart. You know, may our heart's posture continuously be towards Jesus because when we follow him, we will follow to a life of the fullest. That's what Jesus wants. That's what he promises for our lives. And we see throughout scripture in Joshua, we're going back here now to Joshua. God tells him, you know, be Joshua 1 and be strong, be courageous. But why and how? Because God is with him. And so we can be strong and courageous and the things that God's going to be putting in our hearts, even the territory, you know, the dreams that God has for us, it's going to be greater than ourselves. And I always tell people this, that God's always going to give you a dream that's greater than yourself. Because if it's not bigger than you, you're not going to need God. But God wants to show us that it's through his hand, it's through him that we can conquer these territories. And the key is to continuously abide in the Lord. Jesus says in John 15, abide in me for I am, I am the vine and you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So we have to understand that we have to abide in him. And God even says to Joshua in verse 7, Above all, be strong and courageous. Be careful to observe all the law my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn it to, do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may prosper wherever you go. So the key to prospering and the key to obtaining the territory that God has for us is abiding in Him, not straying to the right or to the left. And although we may fall, or sorry, although we may stumble, we will not fall if we're walking with the Lord. God promises that in Psalms. And so we have to be sure that we're walking according to his word, that we're walking uprightly with him. You know, for the longest time, I I believed in Jesus, but I never laid down my life completely. I was still living in impurity and, you know, all these sins that were taking me away, taking the influence, the fullness that God had for me, because there is such an anointing that comes over our lives when we abide in him. Like what Jesus says in John 15, that apart from him, we can do nothing. And as long as we live outside of his word, that we're living in sin, we'll never be able to conquer these lands. We'll never be able to have influence over people. You know, there's so many, I hear so many testimonies of people saying that, you know, the blogs, the videos have impacted their lives. But I always tell them it's Jesus. It's the anointing of the Holy Spirit through me. It's not even me. You know, our words, our actions can do nothing, but only Jesus can change hearts. And that full anointing comes when we're abiding in him. And so if there's sins in your life that you need to get rid of, if there's a certain person that's taking you away from walking straightly, uprightly, righteously before the Lord, we need to remove those people and we need to walk uprightly before him. Don't settle for less than God's best. God has so much and many times, you know, I feel like a lot of us, we don't, we don't take that narrow road because we're so scared. 
But we have to remember God's faithfulness, remember what he's done. We read scripture and all over scripture, we read about God's faithfulness in Joshua. Because Joshua was faithful, we see that he was able to inherit the promised land and he was able to even lead others to inherit portions of the land for themselves. And so we have to remember the things that God has done for us and hold on to his faithfulness. I want to read to you in Psalms 106 and verses 13 to 15. It says, but they soon forgot what he had done and did not wait for his plan to unfold. In the desert, they gave to their cravings. In the wilderness, they put God to the test. So he gave them what they asked for, but sent a wasting disease among them. And so in Psalm 106, we read here the passage of the Israelites during the time of Moses, how they were not willing to wait on God. They forgot that God, they forgot about his faithfulness, how God was able to rescue them from the hands of Pharaoh. God was able to split the Red Sea and and help them and take them, but they forgot about those things. And because they weren't willing to wait, which is what it says, they were not willing to wait for his plan to unfold. They gave in to their cravings. So we have to remember that we have to not forget what God's done and don't cave in. Do not give up. There are so many moments in my life. I remember early on, you know, years ago, um, a lady prophesied over my life and she says, Gabby, do not cave in. Do not cave in. Do not cave in. And if you don't cave in, you will walk into your promise where God has for you. You will see your vineyards, the blessings, the fruit of your life as long as you don't cave in. And I remember I held on to that verse or not that verse, sorry, I held on to that prophetic word that the, that that lady shared to me. And every time I was tempted to cave in and to do what I wanted to do, whenever I was tempted to not let go of what God was asking me to let go, I would remember her word. And I would remember that I would not be able to live to the fullness that God has for me if I don't let go. So I really want you all who are listening in to, to listen to the voice of God, to allow him to examine your hearts. God, what are things that I'm not living uprightly before you? Because we never want to live life with what ifs. I told myself that I never want to live a life saying to myself, what if I had obeyed God? What if I had done this? What I have given my life fully to God? What, what would my life have looked like? You know, don't live a life like that. Live the fullness that he has for you. And we read in the same thing in Psalm 106, verses 4 to 5. This is what God's favor looks like for those who are willing to lay down their lives and live uprightly before him. This is what he promises. Lord, when you show favor to your people, come to my aid, that I may enjoy the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may share in the joy of your nation, enjoying your inheritance and giving praise. That's what God promises. That's what his favor promises. Joy, prosperity, and inheritance. Inheritance here on earth of blessing and territory and influence for his kingdom. And then also eternal life in heaven. That's what God promises us. You know, there's so many crowns that, you know, God is going to be giving to us if we will just run the race and persevere. And so I want to pray with you all today. And I pray that this message would really grip your hearts. You know, that's my heart right now, even with this upcoming conference, is to really to really rejuvenate and mobilize the next generation to walk with Jesus, to lay down their lives and walk into their God-given purpose, and to talk about the practicalities of that as well. You know, but the first step into walking into our destiny is laying our lives down to Jesus. I've experienced it, and I want you to experience the fullness of life. So let me pray for you. God, I thank you, Lord, for those who are listening in. Lord, you know the plans that you have for them. God, you say in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just grip the hearts of the people listening in. 
that they would give their lives fully onto you, that they would trust you, Lord. That this is the year that you're granting access to walk into the promised land. God, I pray, Lord, that you would give them faith, that you would increase their faith to trust in you, that they will remember your faithfulness for the things that you've done in the past, the testimonies that they hear, even this, te- even my testimony. God, that they would take hold of that and that they would live their life according to your word. Because God, we don't know the best for our lives. God, we can't trust ourselves. We fail. We're just human beings. But God, you're good. You're faithful. Lord, may we hold on to your faithfulness and rest in in your truth that you are good, God. And Lord, that we wouldn't give in to the the thoughts and the mind, the, the things that the enemy may be putting in our hearts that's too late, that we messed up so much that it's too late, that we're too old or that we've that we've messed up our lives. God promises in Romans 8 that he could use what, what was meant for harm for our good. That he's a good God and that he has plans beyond what we can see or imagine for those who love you. God, we love you, Lord. We want to give our lives to you. So I pray, God, that you would just, Lord, that you would just help and give by your grace strengthen others to walk in obedience to you. In your name, I pray. Amen. So I hope you've been blessed and don't forget to also register. I'm going to put the link below, but it's bit.ly dash discover your purpose UCF. It's going to be May 11th. Don't forget to register, register early so you can save your seat and also invite others. And if you've been blessed by this as well, don't forget to share, um, share this podcast, share the video and, you know, check out livingrevelations.com and you can subscribe there and, and be, be in tune with what's going on in the ministry. So I thank you and I hope that you guys are all blessed. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.